HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This piece was brought to you by Roberta's, robertaspizza.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. Welcome to HRN Happy Hour. It's 5 o'clock somewhere, and somewhere is Bushwick. I'm Kat Johnson, the Communications Director here at HRN, and back in action with me, finally, it's been so long, uh, is Katie Mosman-Wadler, Executive Director. Action is back. Hi, Kat. I missed you. (laughs) I know. I missed you all Thursday. Action Mosman. Well, we are also, uh, we have a full house in the studio today. We've got the HRN team in the studio with us. We have Hannah Forden, uh, Sam Lee, Michaela Heck, Liza Hamm. Um, Who else is in here? We've got Lila Goldstein and Sarah Strong and Margaret Kelly. And as always in the booth, we have our stalwart engineer, Dave Tadashore. Yo, what up? Uh, Today's guests come to us from one of my favorite places for dinner and a movie, Nighthawk Cinema here in Brooklyn. Uh, We have Chef Kurt Applegate and Beverage Director Matt Walker. Guys, thanks for joining us. Hello, Brooklyn. Hello. Uh, So, guys, we're going to pick your brains tonight. I hate that phrase, by the way, but we're going to do it (laughs) anyway. We're going to pick your brains. It's going to be so (laughs) gross. About Mm. what goes into crafting menus around movies. And um, we're also going to talk about your recently opened Park Slope location in just a little bit. As usual, though, we're going to start off with some headlines and some upcoming events. Here's our news. So on Sunday, Eat Your Words uh, host Kathy Irway spoke to cookbook author Alana Chernilla about her latest book, which is called Eating from the Ground Up, and it focuses on cooking with vegetables and how to get the most out of your produce. And on Cutting the Curd, Greg Blaze sat down with Seamus Sheridan of Sheridan Cheesemongers to talk about their 23-year-old family business, which began in Galway and is now known as Ireland's leading cheese retailer. Seamus and Greg talked about the legacy and variety of our Irish farmhouse cheeses and why Irish cheese is the perfect way to celebrate St. Patty's Day. The food scene had a very special episode this week. Host Michael Harlan Turkel invited Adam Dully executive chef of the Brewers Association, to talk about the book they just wrote and released together, The Beer Pantry. The two talked about their book, which is a guide 
to cooking for beer as opposed to simply with beer, as well as the blood, sweat, and tears that went into the making of it. And speaking of beer, on Tuesday's Beer Sessions Radio, um, Jimmy featured a slew of great guests, including New York City Council Member Rafael Espinal. Raf! What up, We love Raf. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. What's up, Jimmy? Hey, what up, hey, Raph? I'm Jimmy Carboni. Yeah, you are. Uh, so Council Member Rafael Espinal joined the show to talk about the importance of nightlife and culture here in Bushwick. If you've been keeping up and following um, the repeal of the cabaret law, uh, that's rough. He's been all over that right now. Um, he was also joined by Roberta's co-founder and owner, Brandon Hoy, Godspeed Brewery's BIM LaFontaine, and Tony Bellis, Pete Lingill, and Zach Kinney of KCBC Brewing, one of my favorite breweries. And Ferment About It had a special episode this week, which featured interviews with fermenters at the second-ever New York Fermentation Festival, which took place on February 24th at the Brooklyn Expo. The host spoke with fermenters of all kinds, from kombucha brewers to kraut makers and everyone in between. It's a fun listen. And that is just a small sampling of our broadcast from the week. I also want to shout out the people that were just reading that. We had Sam, Katie, Michaela, and Lila. Uh, if you are unfamiliar with who those voices were. Um, make sure you check so out... So remember for next time, because there's going to be a quiz. <laughs> yes. Uh, we have a lot of people and a lot of headlines, and we just, you know, use all our people, all our headlines. Uh, so check out all 35 of our weekly shows at heritageradionetwork.org. And now we have an event we want to tell you about. Yes, we do. Guys, this is the final reminder. Final, final. On March 22nd, we're hosting So You Think You Know Mezcal, an educational tasting. Come get educated. It is at 100 Bogart Street, Thursday, the March 22nd at 6.30 to 8 p.m. It's in the kitchen on the second floor. If you've always wanted to see where the office end of the HRN sausage gets made, this is it. We'll give you a tour of our office. We'll give you some awesome mezcal um, and agave spirits that may or may not be actually mezcal. It's hosted by Sacred Agave, which is a group that stands for Saving Agave for Agriculture, Recreation, Education, and Development. The one and only Lou Bank is presenting. If you don't know Lou Bank... uh, I'll sum it up and say that Lou Bank was trying out for a show and yelled at Gordon Ramsay. So if you want to meet Lou Bank, come to this tasting. It's going to be awesome. You can take that to the bank. He's a very mild-mannered person. Yeah, it's like you might have been surprised to learn that he yelled at Gordon Ramsay, but once you know that, you will just keep that information in the back of your head forever and ever and ever. Also... If you can't be in Brooklyn next week I and you don't know who Lou Bank is and you want to know who Lou Bank is, he's our guest on the show next week. So Stay tune in. tuned. Um, so consider that your final reminder. Tickets available now for So You Think You Know Mezcal, Thursday the 22nd, 630, 100 Bogart Street. Find more information at heritageradionetwork.org slash events. Yes. All right. So thanks for listening to our headlines and our events. And now we're going to turn back to our guests, Kurt and Matt. Thanks so much again for joining us. It's our pleasure. Thank you for having us. We love food. We love movies. You do them both very well at Nighthawk. Um, so can you just, just start, for people who don't know what Nighthawk Cinemas is, can you tell us who you are and what you do? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Nighthawk is New York City's first dine-in and drink-in movie theater. Um, I think probably a lot of people don't know this. But um, we're the first because there was a law on the books dating back to the 1920s 
um, which disallowed drinking inside movie theaters. So the owner of Nighthawk Cinema, Matthew Vera, actually had to hire a law firm and have the law overturned for the entire state of New York, which has allowed us and other movie theaters to exist and serve booze, thankfully. Yay! A lot of people know about Alamo, which like started in Texas, and they now they're in Brooklyn, but Nighthawk did it first. Nighthawk uh, paved the way. Nighthawk did it first in New York. In New York. A- Alamo was certainly one of the first to do it nationally, um, and I think... We like to think that we do it a Brooklyn way. Uh, Absolutely. You know, handmade, very independent. Um, and, you know, we all love Alamo as well. Um, but we just think we bring something else to the table, I guess. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the food because, you know, there's movie theaters everywhere, but not every movie theater has really amazing food to go with what you're watching. So, Kurt, can you tell us a little bit about what types of food you're serving and how they're paired with films? Well, we really try to, like, elevate what we can offer to people when they come and they're in a dark theater there shouldn't be a lot of like noise and everything so it's I kind of call it cooking with bumpers on because there are a lot of things that we have and constraints that we have to you know kind of adhere to so when it comes to pairing food with the movies we're looking for direct cues things that are seen right on the screen and that kind of give the viewer that aha moment. Oh, that's so cool. You know, I, I, I saw that and, and, um, sometimes it's just a situation or a setting really that we try and ad- adhere the, the pairings to. What are some noisy foods that you <laughs> have rules against serving? Uh, soup. <laughs> soup, <laughs> which is too bad because I make a banging soup, but, uh, you can't have somebody scraping the bottom of the bowl with the spoon and slurping. Uh, we tried. I, I would just want to point out that he is actually putting soup on the next menu. <laughs> but he figured he figured out how to do it. I did out. figure out a way to, to do it. We're Silent g- soup. For the spring menu, we're gonna do fried grilled cheese bites with creamy tomato soup dipping sauce. That is literally uh. one of my favorite foods. <laughs> Same. So good. It, it's a crowd pleaser and. It could lend itself to more fall and winter, but it's going to be super light and airy and creamy. So, yeah, we figured out a way to, <laughs> to put some soup on the menu. But Are you a grilled cheese dipper, or do you just... I, I like, rip and throw it in. I, I am a Stir dipper. I'm I'm a dunker. Like I think it comes from my grandfather, who liked to dip his old-fashioned donut in the coffee. Oh, yes. And that's... <laughs> I, Getting a lot of, That's like, what I like to do now. Food memories. <laughs> I know, everybody's like... Uh. <laughs> um, Kurt, what's your cooking background? Is this like, is Nighthawk your first experience cooking in a kitchen that's connected to a movie theater? Well, I worked at Crosby Street Hotel for a year and a half, and there's a 90 seat screening room there. So we used to do a lot of press junkets, and uh, I used to spearhead the the Sunday night film club. They used to show movies there, and I would come up with a prefix menu and. We do that every Sunday. So not the first time that I've been conjoined to a movie theater per se, but this is definitely the first place that I have spearheaded a complete menu that has to be eaten in the dark, you know, three different cinemas, and um, we're going to see how that translates to our new location in in Prospect Park. I'm going to keep coming at you with these very specific questions because I'm very curious. Uh, how do you engineer food that is meant to be eaten in the dark? Finger food. Okay. You like how I said that? Finger food. 
not a whole lot of uh, uh, silverware and tents. I mean, tater tots are our number one staple there. We got to talk about the tots. Everybody loves the tots. <laughs> Tell me about the tots. They're crispy and fried and salty and delicious. Mm-hmm. And they come with a queso that we've kind of revamped and has evolved throughout the years. Uh, ours comes with Velveeta, Pepper Jack, Fontina, a lot of milk, pickled jalapenos that we do in-house, diced tomatoes, a little bit of chipotle, and uh, the rest is just magic. Pauline, give me some of your tots. No, find your own. Come on, give me some of your tots. Freaking starve it. Didn't get to I'm sure you haven't heard that joke that before. So <laughs> he has very like fast YouTube That's searching really abilities. <laughs> do you ever, correct me if I'm wrong, but you sometimes have special tots on the menu? Isn't we, every we have special? some. We have some off, trick question. Off menu items that uh, you can get. Uh, it's kind of like when you go to the McDonald's. And, you know, you order. Yeah. That's all we. All can I gotta say. say is guac and chips, and tots and queso. Not tots with queso, but tots and queso. Tots and queso. Oh. Tots and queso is a bowl of tater tots. And a bowl of queso with all the fixins, the pickled jalapenos, the scallions, the cilantro. I love yeah. queso so much. <laughs> Me too. Just, just how much, Allison How much do you love it? New York Times so much. No, what? Allison Roman's queso was on New York Times food oh. yesterday, and they had a video, and I died a little bit because I was trying to not eat again before bed for the third time. <laughs> uh, so, Matt, let's swing over to you and ask I, you kind of the sim- same questions, like. What are you thinking about when you're creating a cocktail menu that's designed to be enjoyed while watching a movie? Yeah, I think like Kurt said, we we sort of have these levels and we we start with the obvious cues. And so when we're watching a movie, we're looking for literally people eating or drinking something in the movie that is referenced. So they're talking about the food or the drink um, or it has some, you know, relation to the plot in some way. And those are those are the really obvious ones. But those are few and far between. And so usually um, we have to dig in, find something that is, uh, you know, an overarching theme in the movie. Um, even sometimes it's as simple as just one quote that we find to be striking in the movie and we sort of just want to jump onto that. Um, we used a couple of those things recently for the Phantom Thread special that we did for any of you that have seen that. Um, there's a sort of, a, without giving too much away of the plot, there's a major reference to mushrooms and poisonous mushrooms in particular. Um, and there's a quote about uh, death called, they say, um, they reference something as being the, having the air of quiet death. And so we created a cocktail around that, um, which is essentially a Martinez, which is um, like a sort of a martini precursor with Plymouth gin, um, orange bitters, some Dolan Blanc vermouth, and then we infused it with three different kinds of wild mushrooms, as a reference mm-hmm. that in the movie. So. Uh, that's sort of a good example of drawing from both of those things. Um, can you guys both give me an exa- another example or two of some of the menu items that you've created for particular films? Yeah, we can give. Yeah, sure. I uh, actually brought. Uh, we opened the Death of Stalin this Friday, and I brought the food special for that. It's only going to be three pieces, but I figured since there's like a thousand people in here, I'd bring more. You pack them in. Uh, yeah. So we actually just got the call on Monday saying that we would have this movie opening up tomorrow. 
So a lot of the times we have to really fly by the seat of our pants and come up with something that's relatable and makes sense. But then we also have to be very, very creative. So this one is called Should We Investigate? And there's a scene that's actually seen in the trailer. And a lot of the times we have to watch the trailer and we will gain some inspiration just from what happens in the trailer. And Stalin was known for not wanting to be disturbed when he was sleeping. And if he was disturbed while he was sleeping, punishment could be execution. Whoa. So there's a scene in the in the trailer where one of the guards standing outside after they hear the loud thud from Stalin falling down dead. Uh, one of them says, should we investigate? And the other one was like, no, do you want to get killed? <laughs> <laughs> so here we got um, borscht braised beef short ribs that are tucked inside some puff pastry topped off with vodka creme fraiche and I took some of the abrasion jus and pureed it with a raw beet so it's nice and red and then we've got bull's blood and fried leeks on top awesome. so there you have should you investigate I don't have any silverware or anything but <laughs> it go sounds, ahead it looks awesome it's so good uh, for the same movie um, Death of Stalin uh, I think it's it's sort of easier for us when there's a really strong geographical tie in particular and we can sort of attach some of these flavors to a country or an area in a specific country. And so when you're, you have very striking ingredients in food from a place like Russia, it, some of these specials almost write themselves, although this, this one that Kurt just described is incredible, by the way, and, um, and obviously very complex. But on the beverage side, we went slightly simpler. Uh, we did also include beets, but we're essentially... Um, doing a Moscow mule with Russian standard vodka, fresh lime juice, um, fresh beet syrup, and uh, ginger beer, um, just sort of playing on the same ideas of like Russia and flavors. And that one's called Molotov Cocktail, which is actually <laughs> Julia Louise Dreyfus's character in the movie. And Matt, you brought us a cocktail tonight, and it's very playful and uh, has a, a visual associated with it. I'm hoping you could tell us about this one, too. <laughs> yeah, I can describe the visual. This is actually on the menu, too, by the way, uh, as, a, as an ingredient. Mustache is, is what Katie's referring to. Um, so this, <laughs> this is a cocktail that's going on our spring menu starting um, a week from tomorrow. Uh, and it's a cocktail we're calling the Old Tom Selleck, which, of course, a movie reference, as always, for us. Um, and it's essentially a rhubarb Tom Collins that we're serving from draft, so it's coming from a keg. Um, one of the limitations of kegged cocktails is that you can't really use citrus because uh, citrus degrades very quickly over time. So after even 24 hours, you notice a, a, an extreme difference in the flavor of citrus. Um, so you have to work around that in a few different ways. And the way that I did that for this cocktail, uh, which is um, I created an oleosaccharum, um, which is essentially a lemon oil uh, sugar syrup. And then we added a ton of citric acid to that to create like the acid element of lemon juice. And so the idea is we're recreating lemon juice without actually using any lemon juice in this cocktail. And speaking of both food and drinks, can you tell us about the bar connected to Nighthawk? If people want to just come hang out and don't necessarily want to see a movie or... They wait too late to buy their tickets and can't get in because it's yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> Is that no. no, I just they sell out all the time. If you ever go on and you're like wanting to see a movie on opening weekend, you're like it's all sold out. Like 
but you can still go down and enjoy the food and drink. That's all true. Yeah, we, we do sell out a lot of our shows. Uh, we always encourage people to buy their tickets online, which yes. unfortunately for MoviePass users, you're, you're out of luck a lot of the time. Um, but yeah, we have a bar downstairs we call Low Res Bar, um, which is uh, all of the options we serve inside the theater are available in that bar in Low Res plus the addition of about 40 other whiskeys that are unavailable in the theater, as well as a strong Amaro list, um, seasonal cocktail menu, a lot of classics. And um, we have something down there that we're really proud of. Um, The uh, cinema director for Nighthawk, John Woods, used to own a chain of video stores around North Brooklyn and Manhattan called Real Life, which uh, maybe some of your older (laughs) listeners will remember. Um, so he has this collection of VHS tapes that numbers in the tens of thousands. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable. And we've been slowly digitizing his collection over the years. And now we build playlists where we show clips from all of these very rare VHS tapes that he owns that run on a rotating basis. So every day you'll see something different when you're down in low res from this VHS collection. That's awesome. It's I'm called- actually going to dump off like 40 of my personal... VHS. Yes, we accept donations. They're, they're <laughs> yeah, we, we accept donations, my personal, that are just collecting dust. So so I just heard uh, free VHS storage at uh, <laughs> Cinema. Within reason. All of you reason. New York apartment dwellers. Bring, bring us your first. weirdest. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Matt, I, I wanted to ask you also to tell us a little bit about your background um, and how you came to be beverage director. And I feel like I should mention that I met you like 10 years ago in Hanover, New Hampshire, which is a lot different from Brooklyn. So how did you end up here? Uh, so this is actually the second time I lived in New York. I had one of those classic like New York kicked my butt type experiences um, when I moved here about 12 years ago. And so when I met Katie, I had actually sort of retreated back to my hometown area in Vermont and I was running a bar um, at a local restaurant there in Norwich, Vermont, called Carpenter in Maine, which if you ever make it up there, is actually a really great restaurant. Um, and so at some point, like a lot of people that retreat home, I decided to give it another try in New York. And I came back here um, and I worked at some bars I really liked a lot. Um, and then I was lucky enough to answer a Craigslist ad, um, like a lot of people who find themselves in great jobs. <laughs> And uh, I worked under a beverage director at Nighthawk at the time named Jen Marshall, um, who has actually been on Heritage Radio before. Um, Jen now works on the sales side of things for Reka Vodka and Ancho Reyes and some other great brands, uh, Montalobos Mezcal. Um, But she taught me a lot working under her. And when she decided to leave, I got the opportunity to take over the program at Nighthawk, um, which is almost five years ago now, uh, and I haven't looked back. It's been a really great job. Um, but a lot of places in between there, um, the Hamptons, uh, the U.S. Virgin Islands, um, and a few other places out west. Where in the Virgin Islands were you? On St. John. Okay, cool. But that's beautiful. It was incredible, yeah. That's wild down there. Um, can you guys also tell us about the new location? What are the plans? Uh, so I was actually down there two days ago, um, and it was the first time I had been there in three months, and it's gone through a pretty incredible change. Uh, we are planning on opening this summer, um, hoping early summer, but you know how these things go. Uh, it could be a little later in the summer, but um, we're, we don't have an exact date yet. Uh, we, For those that don't know, we took over the Pavilion Cinema in Windsor Terrace, which is um, a cinema that was built in 1928. 
um, was a vaudeville theater, silent films, and then was renovated a few times over the years and then fell into disrepair. Um, and we were lucky enough to get our hands on it, and we've been slowly renovating it for a year and a half now. Um, and we're getting really close, so we're excited to bring Nighthawk to South Brooklyn. Um, the new location is three times the size of our Williamsburg wow. location. Wow. So, so it's three gonna, times the screens. Three times the actually capacity. It's seven screens. We have three currently. Wow. Uh, we're looking at about 750 seats, which our um, seating now is about 200 plus. It's it's extreme. Wow. And Kurt, will you be oh, Kurt and Matt? Will you both be like managing the food and bev programs at the new location as well? Both places. Both. <laughs> <laughs> Double With the food. such excitement in your voice. Yeah. Both. <laughs> well, well, here's a question. Will they be showing primarily the same films? And will you be able to kind of, you know, do this, do similar menus? Or are you looking at like twice the number of like creative pr plans? We're, we're hoping to mirror the menus over there in, mm -hmm. in, in Williamsburg as well. Uh, there will be certain constraints but with the total seating capacity that we have over there, we can offer bigger name films. That gives us a little bit more flexibility as far as that's concerned. Uh, but we will have to make sure that we're dialing in the, the, the specifics of the food as far as like expediting everything. And, uh, but you're still going to get handcrafted food that's you know, done seasonally, that's done correctly. And um, yeah, we're just excited to to open up over there. Was there a kitchen and bar in that space or was that totally new construction? They had to wipe out two entire theaters to make way for where our kitchen space is going to be. So that's pretty exciting. Just Did you to, get to kind of help like design what you wanted and what was going to work be best? Yeah, absolutely. That's and cool. we're it, the place is on multi levels, so we're going to have to deal with dumb waiters and um Whoa. Serving, <laughs> serving from and afar. Hopefully not dumb that's waiters. A, yeah, that's an option. Yeah, <laughs> that <makes sense. laughs> Oh man, that's so fascinating. I can't wait to come check it out. Hopefully, I can get like a behind the scenes tour. Sure. Of all yeah, the dumb waiters. Little, I'm, I'm sure nice we'll one, do Kat. friends and family. Nice job. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna play some trivia with you guys. Oh boy. All right, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Every time. 
find a single curve. Her look is timeless. I'm such a nerd. I'm timeless. Roberta's, a super duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. Thank you, Roberta's. All right, we're back. It's HR Unhappy Hour. We're here with Kurt and Matt from Nighthawk Cinemas, and we are going to play some trivia. And since St. Patty's Day is upon us, and since you guys have a significant tie to the theater, uh, not the theater, the cinema, the film, whatever. The theater. We were just talking about a theater, right? Masterpiece theater. <laughs> we're going to th- play some trivia that combines the two. So today we're quizzing you on your Irish movie knowledge. Oh, no. <laughs> not specific or anything. Oh, wow. All right, question number one. Boondock Saints. <laughs> I mean, it's... In the name of the Father. <laughs> okay. The, what is the name of the 2014 military thriller starring Jack O'Connell that takes place on the troubled streets of Belfast? I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. The movie centers around a riot that took place in 1971. <laughs> 71. Is it called 1970? <laughs> Shorter. Is it called 71? Yes, it is! Yes. I'm so glad you got that one. <laughs> Question number two. Uh, it's one of my favorite actresses. Um, Saoirse Ronan is one of the most recognized Irish actors today, having just this past year been nominated for her second Oscar. Though she does possess strong Dublin roots, what New York City borough is Saoirse's actual birthplace? Wow. You got a one in five chance. I'll give you a hint. It's not the one that's the name of the movie she's in. Oh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Queens? Queens? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that was her in that Brooklyn movie? Yeah. 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 Oh. Well, we, we, we had it for a minute. I think I saw it. I think I saw it at Nighthawk. Yeah, we had it. Great movie. Uh, it's the other yeah, one sure that starts wonderful. with a B. Oh, the Bronx? Manhattan? You got it. Oh. <laughs> All right. Question number three. What's the name of the Oscar winning song from the 2006 Dublin set movie Once? Where did you guys get these questions? Yeah, phone a friend. How did you find them all for the rainbow? <laughs> we have a, yeah, I would like to phone our friend over. Hannah? Um, oh, hey, guys. <laughs> uh, the song is Falling Slowly. Oh. That's it. 
obviously. Wow. Oh, that's it? That's it. Phone a friend as you just tell them the answer? <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, that's how phone a Thank friend so works. Have you ever watched Want to Be a Millionaire? No, 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 no. But phone a friend, tells, they tell them what they think the answer is, and they still have to make a guess out of what multiple choice. What do you guys think the answer was? What do you guys want to guess? There we wasn't agree, a multiple choice. Agree with <laughs> I just want to I'm do things by her. the rules, okay? Okay. <laughs> Question number four. What is the name of the 1992 film in which Tom Cruise made his first ever attempt at a foreign accent playing Irish Catholic farm boy Joseph Donnelly? Cocktail. You have another phone a friend if you want to use it. What is it called? All right, yeah, we'll phone a friend. Margaret? Hi, this is Margaret Kelly. <laughs> Irish. Uh, I made two loaves of soda bread over the weekend, Margaret Kelly. Uh, the, what a coincidence. The answer is far and away. Oh, That's it. It's totally far and away. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kurt actually Irish knew that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I kept Kurt, that you're going to gonna like this, this one. This one's for you, Kurt. This one's for you. The Boondock States <laughs> is about two Irish Catholic vigilante killers, Connor and Murphy, on a mission to rid Boston of the evil men who control the city. What do the tattoos on their hands say? Ah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Slancha. <laughs> e Blubrius unum. I don't know. I'll give it's you like a hint. Victus uh, 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 Sanctis. I don't know. It's the spirit of Sancti. <laughs> You're so close. Keep going. I'll, I'll tell you what they mean in English. Truth and justice. Veritas, uh, something else. <laughs> yeah, you got half of it. Yeah, sorry. And am I saying this right? Aquitas? Equitas? Equitas. Equitas. A E. The lovely blended character. Yeah. You don't have to give that to me. It's fine. But yeah, Boondock Saints. We're giving it to you. You get 50 points for that half answer. All right, question number six. Oh, we're back to another uh, familiar title. The 2015 film Brooklyn tells the story of an Irish immigrant coming to New York City in the 1950s. In what city was the movie actually filmed? Vancouver. That's what I was going to say. Very close. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's a Canadian city. Toronto. Nope. The other one. Montreal. <laughs> that one! Yeah. <laughs> So many films are, are shot in Vancouver. Though, yeah, so. that is true. Like Twilight. Yeah. X-Files. Wait, really? Yeah, I don't know why I know that. Kind of embarrassed by it. You should be. Tell us more, Kat. <laughs> it's like always cloudy there. It's like a good place to film a vampire movie. You, okay, whatever. Team, I don't know anything uh, else about that. Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> All right, last question. What 2008 movie earned Irish actor Colin Farrell a Golden Globe for Best Actor in a Musical or Comedy? That guy won an award? <laughs> Miami Vice. Rude. <laughs> Hannah and I, I think, mentioned this movie this weekend. We did. True, yeah. Detec <laughs> True Detective Season it's, 2. It's a musical? It's a musical or comedy. I'll oh, give you a hint. It's I not was, a musical. I was like, did I miss Colin Farrell singing in something? Because I got to go. It wasn't in Bruges. It was in Bruges. It was in Bruges. Oh, I love that. That's it. All right. I've never even heard of that. Guys, you won trivia. Yes. Good job. Can we, that's a high five. We just did a high five. All right. That was a really fun round of trivia. Thanks, guys. Thanks for being you good. Stumped me a couple times. Wow. We are terrible. <laughs> we you guys are actually terrible. did an unusually good job, though. Really? Uh, our questions are oh, yeah, super please. hard, and uh, usually nobody gets any of them right. So good job. 
Oh, and snacks. Thank did, you. Did we get any of them right? Oh, oh and snacks. You snacks. did get some right. It's it's been so long that I don't remember what you got right anymore. But <laughs> you did. It's all a blur. And Unfortunately, you, you win nothing. <laughs> you won fifty points. Did everyone get to sample the caramel popcorn? Mm, yeah. so I'm good. going to. So it's it's snack time. So I'm gonna wrap things up so we can just eat the rest of the the hour. Um, thanks so much, Kurt Applegate and Matt Walker of Nighthawk for joining us today and talk about movie and f- movies and food and my favorite things. Um, thanks to the whole HR and crew here. We have. Katie Mosman Wadler, Michaela Heck, Sam Lee, Sarah Strong, Margaret Kelly, Lila Goldstein, Hannah Forden, Liza Ham. That's incredible. I am very afraid I'm always going to mess that up. I'm going to say <laughs> someone's name wrong. And of course, David Tattashore in the booth. Thank um, you. Thank you. He gets the loudest applause every week. How does that happen? <laughs> He's very good. How does that happen? <laughs> Um, like we said, stay tuned uh, next week. Uh, we're back on Thursday at 5 p.m. We're going to have Lou Bank here. We're also going to have Lucas Volger from Jari Magazine. Oh, Lucas. Yeah, he's going to be here. Sweet. Um, we may or may not be cracking open the Mezcal Agave Spirits a little bit early. And then if you're in Brooklyn at 6.30 next Thursday, come to our Mezcal. So you think you know Mezcal event. You might think you know Mezcal, but Lou Bank is going to teach you a thing or two. Um, all right. So we'll see you next week. Thanks again for joining us. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening. HRN Happy Hour is powered by Simplecast. Simplecast is a popular hosting and analytics platform that allows podcasters to easily host and publish to apps like Apple Podcasts. If you have a podcast or are looking to create your very first, check it out. Try it for free and save half off your first three months at simplecast.com forward slash heritage.